summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the 10th edition of Sports English, presented by WCCU Radio. I'm your host, the one and only Captain Drew, and this is my partner in crime, Jersey Joe. Yeah, that's right. I'm a ship captain that's been washed ashore, and my main man, Jersey Joe, ran out of gas on his way to Miami and winded up here. He's a Mets fan. I'm a diehard Yankees fan, and we are lovers of all things sports. Thank you for joining us as we discuss everything that was happening in the world of sports. Today is November 19th, 2019, and today we have a special co-host. Hello, how are y'all doing? My name is Ray J. All right, that is my fellow member of the broadcast crew on the Chanticleer Sports Network. And first thing we would like to say is congratulations to the CCU men's soccer team by shocking everyone. And winning the Sun Belt Championship. Mm-hmm. They beat App State and Georgia State for the honor of heading to the NCAA tournament, which will, they will play NC State at 7 p.m. this Thursday. The Shots advance on a double overtime shootout, 6 to 5, and a thrilling victory for the soccer, soccer team. Yes, they have been doing really good this semester. And I've also seen um, we had two big. Pivotal players, they were out this semester, and we still been able to get this shocking win for the Sun Belt Conference. I mean, it was a shocker because uh, me and RJ over there, we we witnessed some uh, games where the Chanticleers did not score a goal. Yeah. And for them to turn it on late in the season and catch fire like they have, let's make some impact. That is two teams now in my time here at CCU that have won the Sun Belt Championship, mm-hmm. the baseball team from last year, and now the men's soccer team. Yeah. Yeah, so we're look, looking forward to some more W's from them. And also, congratulations to the CCU women's volleyball team as they beat Troy and South Alabama for first place spot in the Sun Belt Tournament. Let's hope they continue and win the Sun Belt Championship. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that South Alabama game. They did really good. They uh, won the first two sets, and then the third one was kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Got away from them there. It happens yeah. in volleyball. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they did drop one set to to the uh, Jaguars. But came we back. came back and won that. Uh, that was the first time that Kyla Manning, the team captain, yeah. got 23 kills in her career. And usually Annette Namath, which, who is the best player in, uh, the, t- in the Sun Belt, um, Usually she gets like 30, like like on Friday night, she got 30 kills, Ooh. which is amazing yeah. and wears me out just watching her. But uh, this time it was balanced attack. It was like the dynamic mm-hmm. duo. So hopefully we see some more of that. And uh, they they come all strong and they're already Sunbelt East champions. So let's let's hope they win the championship. And that'll be the third Sunbelt championship wow. for us Chanticleers. That's huge. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to the, the world of sports here the outside of CCU. And the first thing we're going to put some English on is probably the biggest scandal in my lifetime of watching baseball. And that's a long time. Uh-huh. I've been watching baseball. I love baseball. But this has really, this is almost as bad as the Black Sox of the Chicago White Sox. Uh-huh. This is that territory. Yeah. This is worse than... Any steroids or any of that. This is this goes way beyond any of that. 
And what we're talking about here is the cheating scandal that has broken out on the Houston Astros that have been caught cheating in their run for the World Series title in 2017. Former players and opposing players have gone on the record as saying the Houston Astros were using a camera in center field to steal signs from opposing catchers. All right, now I looked this up. I put some English on this one, okay, because I don't really believe everything I see on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what it is is they had a camera in center field, and in the dugout, in the hallway in the dugout, they had a table set up with with a TV monitor and laptops to relay the images. Okay, so what will happen was if the slider was coming, right, or off-speed pitch and it wasn't a fastball, they would make a noise inside of that hallway. Mm. And the coaches would relay it to the hitter at the plate. Uh. So they knew a pitch was coming. Mm-hmm. The Astros of 2017 were 8-1 and one at home. 8-1 and one record. Wow. Now, obviously, they didn't cheat this year because they got swept at home. (laughs) But I mean, honestly, it's, and it's multiple sources, reputable sources like the athletic, which is a Ken Rothens, Ken Rothens Thal is like one written several books on baseball. He's, he has a hall of fame ballot. Mm -hmm. He writes for the athletic. He's the one that broke this story. Wow. Cause this is not something that, People are just making up on Twitter. Mm. And about how long has this been going this on? Has been, this broke two weeks ago. This is what's even worse. Major League Baseball has not handed down any kind of punishment. Mm-hmm. What? This scandal is bigger than anything I have ever witnessed <laughs> yeah. in baseball. This serious? is worse than Bill Belichick videotaping opposing teams' practices. This is worse than, uh, you know, anything I have ever seen in baseball. I mean, makes pine tar look like, you know, you can just go ahead and take a bath in it now. Yeah, really. Basically. I mean, basically. And then uh, because the Astros were cheating in the game to win unfairly, it has prompted me to rename the Houston Astros to the Houston Bendales. <laughs> Stealing signs is nothing new, but using a video camera to do so and rely, relaying it to the players is beyond dirty. It's against written rules that are way old and beyond wrong. The fact that Major League Baseball is dragging their feet is not a good look. No way, shape, or form. Rob Manford, the commissioner, is quickly losing my confidence. I mean, baseball games are already five hours long. Yeah. Do you know what kind of commitment that is to watch just one game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's out of hand already. Yeah. And then you put this in, it's like, yeah, it's, who's it's, watching baseball it's, now? Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, have you watched a baseball game? No. See, she ain't watching it. No, I'm not. Yeah, this is. This I mean, is only look. only old dudes like myself that have an investment <laughs> are gonna watch it because yeah. let me tell you, after like 20 minutes of watching it, I'm already like getting comfortable on the couch, ready, to, trying to hold my eyes open. Right. <laughs> so. Now that we know that this is going on, I mean, if he doesn't get this under control very soon, mm-hmm. I think the public's going to be calling for his resignation. What yeah. you got, Jersey? There's a uh, there's a lot to obviously break down in this scandal. I mean, this has been going on since 2017. It continued all the way through this season. Obviously, it doesn't impact it as much because they didn't have a successful year or successful to their standards by winning a World Series. But 
You know, there's a lot, like I said, um, A.J. Hinch, the manager for the Astros, he's looking at some serious consequences in all this. He might be looking at losing his job, maybe even being banned for a period of time. I mean, they banned Pete Rose for life right? because he bet on himself to win. As when he was the manager of the Reds, he bet on his team to win every game. This this is where it becomes a problem. Now he's banned. When when you bring the technology aspect into it and – you're adding that outside element that's not already in baseball, and you're putting it in a perfect position to steal signs from the other team, that's when it becomes a problem. I mean, there's a story earlier in the year with Steven Strasburg where he was physically tipping his pitches, and you could see it from the dugout. The coaches were picking it up. It was It's a legal thing in baseball that's been going on for years, and that's an right. advantage what? you could pick up Yes, by physically seeing it and picking it up. But just adding that... That technology to it. That's what made it. It changes everything. It yep. makes it dirty. Mm-hmm. It feels not right. It's it's wrong. And yeah, it makes it terrible, <laughs> to be honest. Now, the, the real question comes, what are the consequences for A.J. Hintz? And then Alex Cora, the Red Sox manager, and the Mets manager, new manager, Carlos Beltran, were also involved back in 2017 because they were part of this team. Yes. I mean, let's right. not forget, Beltran was on the team. During that World Series run. Right. And Cora was still on the management team. So, well, Cora was of, a bench coach. So he knew. Still involved. So he knew. And to be honest with you, where they had that t- all that set up, mm-hmm. the whole world saw it. They had pictures where they were towels covering the open gap from the field oh, into the dugout. If you look closely in these pictures. So. There's a lot of mischief. There is pictures on Twitter that you can see the setup. Mm -hmm. I have several saved bookmarks. If if you've been researching through Twitter, there's a lot of video evidence where you could hear them banging that trash can. You could hear them uh, murmuring in the dugout. There's a lot, lot going on behind the scenes with Houston, and it's not a good look for them right now. But two years, like since 2017, Mm -hmm. why are they just now finding this out? Like that's well, Well, see what what happened was go ahead, Jersey, go ahead. So. There was a former pitcher, uh, Mike Fires, who mm-hmm. pitched for them in 2017. And after the season, for whatever reason, he felt it was necessary to come clean and be the scapegoat, scapegoat like whistleblower, 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 if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. to, to say, hey, there's they're cheating back there. And Whoa. I guess he just stopped giving a darn. And okay. You know, there is some... Uh, there is a motive for him. I was just about to say something. There is a motive because they didn't re-sign him. Oh, oh yeah. Right, he really. he was outcasted to Oakland and yeah, he's, he's upset. He's pitching there, yeah. <laughs> and then nobody wants that, to play in Oakland. Let me tell you, the dominoes fell after that because uh, another pitcher, Danny Farquhar, came out and said it, and a couple others started backing him up. So. Yeah, they, he's not alone. Yeah, but uh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a bad look. There are multiple sources that we discussed that have verified all these stories mm-hmm. and there are a lot of witnesses we're talking like opposing teams that have that knew this was going on yeah, so who does everyone gets penalized like that's just the hard deciding <laughs> well, that's, that's, and, that's you know and you go part. on the major league baseball website there's no mention of it they just Nothing trying at all try, they are attempting to sweep this under the rug i don't know about that i no, think I it's think just i think it's too big of an investigation mm-hmm. right now to hand out a punishment because there's so much unknown still well they should start with some suspensions and the the good thing about it is the timing of all this. It comes in, in the, the off, slow, season. off season, very right. beginning. It's very slow right now. They have plenty of time to look into it. Yeah, well, I mean, top guys uh, if I'm the owner of the Houston Astros, 
I'm already looking for a new GM and coach. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, hey, after what happened in the uh, during the World Series too, yeah, with their assistant GM, uh, he got they already the fired Astros. they already fired him, and you know, and they they already fired they had a big uh, domestic violence issue by mm-hmm. signing this one closer that was banned for half a season because he he's dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no other way put it put yeah. that in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, there was somebody protesting them signing him because he's uh, guilty of domestic violence, and he did serve his time though, and he was eligible to be to play. So the Astros picked him up because they needed a closer, and he wasn't that very good anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, he did give up some runs to the Nationals in the World Series. So <laughs> there's that. But uh, the GM like. You know, said some derogatory things to a female reporter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he got fired for it. But it took them a month to fire this guy when it was no re- suspension or anything. Well, like- he he needed to be fired. What he yeah. said was derogatory. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, I agree. Uh, but um, <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't have no place for that. If I was in that locker room when he yeah. said that, he would have been on the ground. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. So combine uh-huh. combine all those things, and it's just not a good. Note for the they're, Astros to end their season on. They're bendejos. Yeah. But the new Houston, name. The new Captain's name. Scott for him over there. The Houston <laughs> bendejos. You know, and that really hurts because one of my favorite players was Jose Altuve. Mm-hmm. And there is a picture of him next to that setup. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was a part of it. Oh, they're all involved. They're all a part wow. of it. A lot of and I really there. liked that Jose sucks. Altuve. Yeah. And now for him to be tainted his whole career. rest of his career is done. Tainted. Now, Can't look at it in the same. Let me let me play devil's advocate for a split second here. Okay, okay. this is why Jersey's on the right, show. Right, right. So they win the World Series in 2017, right? They obviously cheated. Not a good look. Right. 2018, they don't make too much noise, right? They don't make the Still World Series. Still won over 100 games. Still won over 100 games. Which then, is a lot. Right. This year comes. Won 107 won games. Won 107 games. Make the World Series Lose, don't win a home game in the World Series, right? So here's my devil's advocate argument. One, you can know the pitch in baseball. You still got to hit the thing. Okay. It's not an The pitcher always has the advantage no matter what in baseball. Right. Two, the second one, at home, there were only three hitters for the Astros that were in the top 50 in batting average. Okay. They are, they are, Houston Astros are saying that after the 2017 season they discontinued use of that camera because there was a memo put out for another team to that they didn't want them to use a certain technology Mm -hmm. i'm drawing a blank on what that was but every team has tablets Mm -hmm. after every at bat the yankees use the you see the hitters looking at tablets of the replay of the last at bat true i don't understand well what the that memo was all about but the Astros need to burn for this because they were using a center field camera specifically for the reason of cheating mm-hmm. it's no way around it I mean I have a I don't have a problem with players looking at their last at bat in the dugout right and that that's what they're gonna hide behind for the last couple of years after the 2017 season then there's no really there's not much we can say to 
disprove that, but mm-hmm. they are cold turkey on this 2017 season. I just want to know yeah. what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting to see what. They're you know, do. the 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 commissioner is waiting. It's taking too long. Yeah. It's been out. When that this now let's move on to in contrast to the NFL. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what happened the swift punishment that they hand out. Yep. I mean, they handed out oh, yeah. punishment the next day for this fool. Cutthroat. They don't care. Yeah. Well, that one was. So yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about <laughs> that right now. Easy. We're going to move. We're going to go ahead and move on to let's put on some English on the week in the NFL. All right. And the first thing we're going to talk about is this Brown Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I thought the defense, you know, let's talk about the game itself first. I thought the defense held the Browns in check for the Steelers, and they only gave up 14 points. That third touchdown came on a short field as mm-hmm. the Browns got the ball on the five-yard line. The score was 21-7 to Browns. That Steelers quarterback threw four picks and really held on to the ball way too long. I mean, he's holding on to it for a country mile. That Offensive line for the Steelers is pretty good. Mm-hmm. They have Villanueva is yep. like one of my favorite offensive linemen. He's in. He's, he's a veteran, veteran. yes, of course. <laughs> but uh, he's big. Yes, he's a big man, mm-hmm. and he, he he nothing really gets past that offensive line. For him to sit there, and I was counting five seconds to get rid of the ball to decide what he is not an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. No, he is not. No. He is he's not. not ready. He is not. All right. And then, you know, the Browns' defense played great, but really it showed how bad the Steelers' quarterback was. Yeah. He couldn't get anything going the whole night. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't run the ball because Connor got hurt. And uh, the, I don't know who the other running back for the Steelers is. Yeah, but Jay- Jalen Samuels had a rough game. I mean, there was a ton of injuries for the Steelers in this one. Oh, I know. Connor's hurt. Juju came Ju- out of the game. Schuster came out. They lost yeah. Deontay Johnson after he took that tough hit to the head. I mean, this was just a brutal game. It was. Physically it was. and to watch. You but. know, and, uh, you know, the quarterback for the Browns, the big mm-hmm. mouth, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, he did play pretty good. Mm-hmm. He he avoided the rush. He looked like he had some moves in the pocket. He threw accurately. He didn't turn the ball over, which was a shocker. Mm-hmm. I, I expected to see at least a pick out of him, but he did. No, he played yeah. good. Yep. He was a good game manager. He didn't play, like, otherworldly on the stat page, mm-hmm. but – he didn't lose the game for the yeah, Browns. Yeah, exactly. They got the win. So, so yeah. all that got taken away and flushed down the toilet with eight <laughs> seconds left to go in the game. And go ahead, Rail. RJ, tell us, tell us what you saw because you were watching it. Yeah, so I first want to say that uh, the Browns, they haven't defeated the Steelers in the last nine games that they've played. So, like, wow. I really don't even get where all this hostility is coming from. So, basically... You got uh, Miles Garrett here. You said it's like in the last eight seconds of the game. Um, QB has a ball, and I guess uh, the ball gets sacked or whatever by Mason Rudolph. By Mason. Um, and basically, uh, Mason was trying to take the helmet off of Miles Garrett, but he did not succeed, so he stopped. Next thing you know, Miles Garrett gets upset, takes the helmet off of Mason, and hits him with it. Wow. Continuously just starts to hit him, and the rest of the people on the t- on um, Mason's team are trying to, you know, defend him, try to get him off. But Miles was just – I don't even get where his actions was coming from. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like he was so angry for no reason. He lost his composure, to <laughs> say the least. Oh, it was terrible, though. Like, I mean, was it worth your career? Yeah, that's whatever. the question. Yeah, that was pretty stupid uh, for Miles Garrett. That was one of the craziest things. Yeah, that's one of the craziest things that I've seen on the football field. Mm-hmm. He had some questionable decision making in the first couple weeks of the season. 
But this one took the cake. I mean, no, I have I have seen a few brawls in football, yeah. college level, that yeah. were like this. Uh, Hurricanes, fame infamously one year, the Miami Hurricanes got in a fight with FIU, mm-hmm. and that was the war. Ed Reed was on that field. Mm, that makes that, sense. That. So uh, he was Miami not the one too. that yeah, he's not the one that was starting to swing the helmet around like that. But that was the last Miami Hurricanes game I watched. It was that bad. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. Uh, I have seen some of the nastiest football players ever to play the game. Lawrence Taylor, greatest yes. defensive player ever. He used to knock people silly. Mm-hmm. He never tore somebody's head off and swinging at him. Never. I mean, I just don't get where it comes from. And I even I listened to um like a press conference where um Mason was on, and he said uh basically that Miles Garrett was pretty cowardly and but he wants everyone to know that he was doing fine after um everything that happened. And he said, he said, I got sacked, sacked, and he kept going. He just kept going. He continuously just kept hitting me. And he's like, and I don't know why. He's a coward. Yeah, so, <clears throat> which brings up a special point that I would like to bring up to my fellow man. Whenever you lose control, lose containment of your emotions, and lose conscious thought, a few things happen. One, you look stupid. Two, you act stupid. Three, mistakes are made. Four, Depending on your surroundings, people can get hurt. Five, if you're in the military, people could die if you can't contain yourself and make proper decisions. In this case, Miles Garrett lost his cool, lost his job, and looked really bad as a long road to make it back now. His team, the Cleveland Browns, won the game, but that all got thrown out because he ruined the victory. In 17 days, when the Browns go play the Steelers, it's going to be a loss. Yeah, this that I mean that was uncalled for. He completely lost his cool. He had to have blacked out on the field with that situation mm-hmm. because in no right person's head are you taking their helmet and swinging it at them. We're lucky we didn't see Mason Rudolph going off in an ambulance in that game. That, for being I honest, mean, Bill and the Weber was right there on the spot, Johnny oh, on the spot. My, my favorite was Marquise Pouncey with the throwing punches, <laughs> throwing some kicks at his head. Oh, yeah. He got a three-game suspension, but he deserved – Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he deserved one, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah. did you see many people from um from Miles Garrett's oh, side no. coming? No, no. No, because you Not know Not a what? single yeah. person. They didn't agree with what he was doing. No. One, one guy, Ogunchobi or something like that, defensive lineman, came in. Hit Mason Rudolph one more time, and that was it. I mean, <laughs> after that, uh, it all broke loose. It was crazy. That the Browns put money on it. The Browns are going to lose that next game in Steelers for in Pittsburgh. Uh, that first round pick is out the window for the Browns. Better luck, better luck next year. Yeah, you think Their so. Season's is over. Right. It's done. They're they're not beating the Steelers. They already have a losing record. Mm-hmm. And you just the shame was it too was they were. That was their second in a row for them. Yep. I mean, that really mm-hmm. took away from all the good things. All the momentum been doing the past now. Now every yeah. every time After, they take the podium and mm-hmm. t- try to talk, you know, it's no longer about ba- Baker Mayfield doesn't have a pundit the rest of the season. It's no. always it's his, all going to be Miles Garrett this that and the other. His post game interview had to be strictly about Miles Garrett. He gave a great post game interview. He said the right things. He should be suspended. All right. that. But he That's didn't talk one game, one thing about his gameplay. He, they ain't nothing. Not, nothing. And they, they ain't nothing going to be about the Browns team after uh, for the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Easy. But you would think after like losing from like the Steelers after nine games, this should be a victory game because yeah. wow, we finally defeated. We finally them. beat the Steelers, nine games. right? Yeah. We have ten losing seasons in a row, and we finally beat the Steelers. Yep. Guess what? Sucks. You're looking at your eleventh losing season. <laughs> 
because it ain't, ain't, ain't happening. Ain't happening this year for the Cleveland Browns. All right, now the biggest shocker of the weekend to me was the Atlanta Falcons going into the Carolina Panthers and destroying the Panthers, twenty-nine to three, making them look like their defense for the Falcons looks dangerous. I mean, it looks like it could run the table. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn relinquishes his. Play calling on the defense to the coordinator, and that defense hadn't looked back since. Shutting out Drew Brees and the Saints the week before, and now the Panthers. And that quarterback was hot. Oh, yeah. Allen was doing great. Mm-hmm. He got smacked in the mouth. It was ugly. I mean, next up for the Falcons is a home game versus the Bucks, And Jameis Winston throwing up uh, leads the league in interceptions. Yep. Just had four last game. Put your money on the Falcons this weekend. I know it's a, a, a NFC South. Anything can happen. In Anything NFC can happen. As we saw in this one, we can yeah. see it. I mean, anything goes down. But that Falcons defense looks, I mean, lights out. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I mean that's what you, that's what it takes to win on a Sunday. Yeah, I'm proud. I'm, I'm gonna give them that. I'm actually proud of them. I mean, they they have won three in a row. They were 0 and seven. And 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 you know. Joe Torre gave this speech once when uh, the 98 Yankees started out as one and four. I was just born. He said, he said, <laughs> I'm very, very disappointed. That's all he had to say. And Arthur Blanche, owner of the Falcons, after that 0 and 7 start, he was, he said the same thing. I'm very, very. <laughs> disappointed and little, that was it little they tough have to pick it up after oh seven start they won have won three in a row and the falcons i'm sorry they have the number one passing offense in football and now defense defense yeah defense, defense looks nasty yeah that that defensive line has been lights out throw out the past, records these past two weeks they are definitely beating the same uh bucks this week they gotta keep yeah. it up man yeah i think they will and the next game that could hardly stomach to watch because it has my least favorite player, player in the world of all time on it. But I figured the Super Bowl rematch was going to be exciting because it was an exciting game when Philly beat the uh, Patriots mm-hmm. last time out. And uh, you could tell this was a Jim Nance production because they went over the Philly special that beat the Patriots, if you don't remember that, is when the tight end threw to the quarterback. Quarterback gets a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They showed that the Patriots actually ran that play against uh, Philadelphia mm-hmm. a couple of seasons prior. Hmm. But Tom Brady didn't score touchdowns regular season. Yep. And it was just like a sideline. He was chunk game, thirty yeah, yard catch. Thirty yard catch. And, you know, Tom Brady ain't outrunning anyone. Exactly. So uh, and you know. The NFL tried to fix this game. That first Philly touchdown uh, was ruled a turnover after he had already crossed into the, the, the NFL, the referees on the field, tried to say in the beginning of the game that, no, that was a turnover. But Tony Romo saved it. He'd seen enough. And replay was challenged. They, they thank God all scoring plays are reviewed, and it was 10-3 after that. You know, great camera work there, you know, by the crew. Philly uh, would have given the ball back to New England on the touchback. 
So it would have still been like 3-3. Mm-hmm. Like, like the Patriots need any help from the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> Tom Brady, he looked like an old man out there on a few rollouts. It was hard to watch. But thankfully, they quit calling that play action. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. And New England really, really couldn't do anything. They really couldn't run the ball that great with Michelle or Burkhead. And New England's offensive line didn't do well protecting the statue as the Eagles' defense had a good day pressure in the old man. The first half went really slow, and it was hard to tell which team was 8-1 and one and which one was 5-4. and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad. It was some bad football. There was a lot of incompletions. Yep. I mean, it was bad. Philly cornerback McLeod dropped a sure pick in the end zone. Pedalman drops a touchdown pass on the next play. And then the next pass was incomplete, and New England had to settle for a field goal, making it 10-6. to It was a bit of a snooze fest for what everyone thought was going to be a great game. Carson Wentz fumbles the ball in the next possession, and that gave Tom Brady a short field, but the old man couldn't get it done. 14 incompletions. 11 of 25 in the first half. The Eagles, the Eagles take the lead into half at 10-9 and almost went and took a nap at this point because the wind and the cold really slowed this game down completely. Wentz was sacked repeatedly in the game. Jersey, you see that? Yeah. It was, it was a defensive game from start to finish. I mean, Brady, like you said, was not sharp at all. 14 incompletions in the first half. Ties his career high for mm. incompletions in a half. I mean, he was missing checkdowns. He was missing James White and the flat a lot. He was missing. And that's something we never haven't seen from Tom Brady. It was a weird. He's always been able to get that stupid dunk pass off to the running back, Mm -hmm. no matter who it is. And he just couldn't do it. But, yeah, this one showed that the Patriots defense is very, very legit. I mean, they held the Eagles to just 10 points. Eagles had their chances plenty of times in this game. They couldn't convert. And. It's just another Patriots win, like we've seen him do it all year with the defense. Of course. <laughs> yep. Just like we're used to. Pedalman got a touchdown pass to take the lead in the third quarter, making it 17-10, to 10, and it was a punt fest from there on out. Mm-hmm. Total snoozer. Carson Wentz proved that he's not Nick Foles and lost to the Patriots. With the win, New England secured its 19th consecutive winning season hmm. and are now 9-1. and one. What a nightmare it has been. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Depends who you're talking to. Are you talking to the Eagles fans? I'm talking to, talking all, to all people that do not like the Patriots, and that is about 90% of you're America. You're talking to me. <laughs> it has been a total nightmare these last 19 seasons. It has, and if you were in the 19. AFC East. 19. You Nine, can you see that? 19. Jets, Bills, Dolphins fan, I am so sorry. Uh, it has been so terrible to watch. These Patriots go on one of the most. I mean, think about that. The Browns haven't had a winning season in ten years. Mm-hmm. Think about There's my several team. teams that haven't had a winning season. Think in about my team. Several years. The Redskins. Um, yeah. That is a, the Redskins. <laughs> the Redskins are so hard to watch. That used to be my team. That I quit watching. I don't even like to watch them, and they're my team. They're terrible. <laughs> it's tough. They're unwatchable. At least they finally got to their 
rookie quarterback and starting to give him a chance. He's Might be a little too they late. They don't have an offensive line to speak of. Well, they don't have mm-hmm. a lot. They don't have a coach to start. That's what I was about to say. We they, don't have. They don't a, have anything. Well, they, don't have, they don't have a stable ownership. They don't the, have anything. The only thing they don't, they are not, is the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot there of is really worse. bad teams in the NFL this year. <laughs> there is worse. They are not the Bengals. They are not the Dolphins. They are not the Lions. They are not. I mean, there are several teams that do not have hardware. At least the Redskins have hardware. Mm. Fair. That's fair, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, moving on. Uh, the rest, of, we won't. You want to talk about your team? All right. Do you want to? I, I, I really feel bad because I really like Jersey, hey. and I don't want to make them feel bad. But you know, I watched some Wait, of the who great. Who do you like? I am unfortunately a Los Angeles Chargers fan, and I am officially on the last show. Putting a knife into the Chargers season. They're absolutely done. <laughs> Phillip Rivers is done. We're done. We're done. This is it's it. done. You finally conceded Four defeat. interceptions last night. All right, now, All right, I'm not even going to get into the game. Let's but. let's talk about it. Now, a couple of those interceptions, the receiver has to make a play on the ball. Game's on the line. Okay. Listen, I, I you don't it. have Julio Jones at receiver. Because if you – or OBJ. Oh, okay, okay. okay don't, so don't disrespect Keenan Allen. All right. Keenan Allen had, had, was uh, – who was on the who was the receiver in the last play of the game? Mike Williams. Okay. The Clemson product. All right. So on that particular play, which he made a great Made a great catch earlier in the game. High point, jumped in up. In between two play. defenders. Yep. On that particular play, the corner got position on him. Philip Rivers had no choice to throw that ball. He had to throw that ball. It was the only place he could have put it. And it's up to him also to help the quarterback out and win the game. It's a team sport. Mm-hmm. I have watched several quarterbacks go by the wayside in my time of watching the NFL. And your boy, Philip Rivers, has all the signs of doing cool. that all right, first, at this let me, time. Let me start off by saying this. <laughs> it doesn't all fall on Phil. All right, right. right? But it, That's it, how they like make a saying, team, though. It, right, it, right. It, it, it's mostly on that that game. He did 100%, great. 100%. That's on him. No, that game yesterday was on him. Four interceptions. Forget the yards. He was throwing, I think he had three interceptions in the red zone. One coming what? in the last 30 seconds of the game. Yeah. So that one falls on Phil. Okay, that, that was a bad performance by Phil. Now, the rest of the year. It was the worst performance the I have ever year, seen from Phillip Rivers. Mm. Ever. That's fair. Ever. But it's done. We still had a chance to win it. I mean, this has been the story of this team all Do year. You know. Fourth quarter, within one possession, and we blow it. We turn it over. We miss the field. We do whatever we got to do to lose the game. But it's consistent. It's not it's the first time it's year. happened. It's happened 61 other times. He has got the record for the most losses of seven points or fewer in the Super Bowl era. Your boy. And that's why he's never going to be a Super Bowl quarterback, but he'll be the best Hall of Fame quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. That's not true. Dan Marino is. This guy. <laughs> Dan Marino. Hey, he's still got, Dan, he's still got, Dan Marino's the best quarterback ever. He's still got ever, some so. left in the tank, so we'll see. But um, not, he, no, had, he does. He, he had, absolutely does. He'll he should have won it when LaDainian Tomlinson was well, the Well, that's, yeah, that's. That's the real problem, but hey, this is a good football team. They, if North they, Turner. If they won this game, it would be them, the Raiders, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Chargers, all within a game of each other, 
fighting for the division. That would have made it a very, very interesting road Ooh. to the playoffs. But unfortunately, we fall to four and seven. Chiefs move to seven and four. Yeah, you know, and the Chiefs, over. Chiefs won, and they they couldn't stop the run. No, and they couldn't they stop They gave the up 140 all. yards. They still won the game because, honestly, they didn't beat anybody. No, we beat ourselves. We absolutely beat ourselves in that game. So, you know, the Chargers are no one. They're not going anywhere this oh, no. year. So the Chiefs' defense, if they could fix that, they did get four turnovers in the game that sealed the victory. But their defense is not that good because no. a more accurate quarterback would have carved up the Chiefs just like the Titans did last weekend. <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs look very vulnerable. They are not good, and I, I'm not uh, putting them in the top ten no. at all. No, I wouldn't they, either. No, they, they're not good. They're lucky they're in the AFC because that NFC is tough, and they have a way easier road in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, the, the AFC doesn't look – well, there's – Honestly, let's let's go over the top teams in the NFL right now. Okay, right now you got the we'll start with the NFC. NFC, you're gonna you you have to start reluctantly with either the 49ers, the Packers, or the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Who you got out of those three? I'm going Packers. Um. Uh. I'm going to say 49ers. 49ers, okay. And I'm going to go with the Seahawks. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and the Seahawks beat the 49ers. You know, they have arguably, they do have the highest paid player in the NFL on their team, which we will talk about later. They have a former Super Bowl MVP, yeah. as the Packers do as well. But. Yes. And, and uh, Seahawks that one. Okay. The Seahawks have Russell Wilson. That's, that's all you need to know. And in the AFC, you got the Patriots at 9-1. and one. Which is the Patriots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you can say. Bill Belichick. They do what they do. The the scholar, the PhD of the NFL, and then you got the and Baltimore Ravens. You got the Ravens with the MV, leading MVP candidate. Yeah, they look like the serious contender in the AFC. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, La- Lamar Jackson looks like amazing. He is unbelievable. He looks so good. I just hope that he doesn't take a serious hit running that football. He's so and smart when he's. Going he, down. I know. He gets hits. small. It's he knows really how to crazy. take a hit. He's not RG3. RG3 was getting laid out. We talked about this before. <laughs> but uh, he – it's just – it's the NFL. You know what the NFL stands for? Not for long. Oh, my goodness. I've never okay. heard that before. Never heard that? <laughs> no. That's what happens, man. You're going to sit there. You're going to play great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, when Atlanta had the dirty bird, Jamal Anderson. Mm-hmm. What happened to him? What happened to him? He got he was forearm stiff arming the whole league to the end zone. People got mad at that. Took his knee out. Yep. Not for long. Well, the they they protect the quarterback now. Nah, he's well, got a better chance than anybody's he's, ever as a, had. As That's a runner, as a runner, you know, he, he just scares me. He I, does. Yeah, now no he's doubt, been no throwing doubt. the ball a lot better. He got mm-hmm. four touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Ravens look sick. Oh yeah. I mean, you you crushed the Texans 41-7 and you're sitting by the fourth quarter. And it's week 11. Everybody, <laughs> that's, that's everybody expected Deshaun Watson to come up with this, and there was going to be a shootout. This oh, Worst hey. game of his career. The worst. He got Literally slapped. the worst game of his career. He got slapped. Wow. And this <laughs> Sit is, down. You want to talk about Have a guy seat, that's in one-possession games. Oh. Deshaun Watson is the king of one-possession games, and he lost by 30, 34. He got crushed. He got killed. So uh, it's bad. It was bad. Uh, let You know – the, then after 
who you got after I'm after a- the Ravens. AFC, there's it's a crapshoot. I mean, you got after the Chiefs, that, you got the Bills are up there, maybe. No, the come Raiders. On. No, no, come on. There's a bunch of teams. Well, someone's gonna have to take the wild card. Yeah. So there's after, two teams that are going to have true. to take it. After the Patriots and after, after the Ravens, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, those are your two teams in the AFC championship team, uh, game, barring a miracle. Right. Uh, you know, the Colts with Brissett when he he, he played great last mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to say the Colts mm-hmm. are third because they've beaten a lot of good teams. That's fair. They play well at home. They have a good team. They have a good coach who won the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and knows a little bit about playing in the AFC and comebacks. Uh, Frank Wright engineered the greatest playoff comeback. Yeah, they've been doing good so far. So I'll give you that one. uh, uh, The Colts are biggest surprise of the season to me. And uh, let's just go over the games real quick for next week. The Colts play at the Texans Mm -hmm. Thursday. Great AFC South matchup. So if the Texans can't rebound. And get things in their house in order. I think Frank Wright takes that team in the Houston and, and beats them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's very dependent on the health of Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he clearly... I mean, coming off the MCL, he, he looked pretty good on, last he, game. He did look good. Jags didn't really put up much of a fight. Your boy Nick Foles had an okay start, but... He's not my boy. He just won a Super Bowl right, MVP. Right. I like him because he beat <laughs> Bill Belichick and, right. and the Patriots fair and square. There was no uh, scandal involved. Fair. And uh, he gave the uh, he put on a, quite a show. Mm-hmm. And for the Eagles to trade away the one guy to win their one title for a stat quarterback, they should have traded Carson Wentz. Mm. I know St- Carson Wentz is a stat quarterback, puts up better numbers than that and the other. Guess what? He didn't it's, do it when it's it mattered. Not just that though. You got to think. I, he's I don't. The, okay, if it was right. my team. <laughs> Carson Wentz would have been traded for a draft pick. So and and Nick Foles would have been handed the keys to the city, because he he was the Super Bowl MVP. He did win the game, and that's that's all that matters. Just win, baby. Just win. Okay, that's it. So then after that, we got the Broncos at the Bills. Uh, you know the Broncos are a surprise team. They should have won that game, last game against the Vikings, mm-hmm. but. Couldn't score a touchdown on three straight tries yep. to end the game. There was some pass interference that was not called. But uh, just win, baby. Yeah. Weird, weird, weird game. A weird, weird game. game. You know, the weird. Broncos were up 20 to nothing mm-hmm. at the half. And the Vikings came all the way back, 27-23. And sh- the Broncos should have won that game. They just couldn't make the play when it matters. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between... A champion like Nick Foles mm-hmm. and a loser like Carson. Okay. Don't get me started now. <laughs> well, wait, what, what was the score of the Jags Colts game this week? Just remind uh, me real quick. Well, you know, it's a team sport. 33 7? 13. 13. That's yeah. Right, that's right. But guess what? Nick Foles, Nick Foles can go home after his career is all said and done. He will have a Super Bowl ring. What will Carson Wentz have? 10 more years in the league. <laughs> Ten more losing Would you seasons. take the two years Nick I Foles got take, left I, over the ten or fifteen that Carson made? I would take have. Nick Foles' career over You're Carson crazy. Wentz any days of the week because he won. And Carson Wentz is not gonna win. I will bet you money right now. <laughs> Anybody want to put some money on that? I'm a smart man, so I wouldn't bet money on Carson Wentz winning. Ah, yeah. see? Yeah, I'm good. I'm not. <laughs> see? But the longevity. 
Yeah, 10 years. How old is Nick Foles? 35? No. 33? 33. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> Tom Brady is 49 years, 50 years old. Getting ready. No, he's not that old, but get my point. Tom Brady You got Tom my point. Brady. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> my point. All right, we're not going to discuss Giants and the Bears. It's not even worth talking about. Neither are any of these other games. We already said the Falcons and Bucks. Here's the thing about the NFL. I'll just say really quick. The bottom teams are very, very bad, so it leaves for some very poor games. And then yeah. those top teams are very, very good, yep. and it Woo. leads to some no great medium. games. So yeah. when you're watching these slate of games on Sunday, you're really only watching these three or four games because these other ones just – all with... they mean, they're, they're draft picks. Yeah. It's it's draft position. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So really the game of the week, Cowboys at the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I have no one to root for. <laughs> it's the game you will not be watching. Exactly. And then the Packers at the 49ers. Ooh, that I actually can't wait one. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and I believe be the there's a great game on Monday Night Football next week. Ravens at the Rams? Ravens at the Rams. That'll be exciting. You know, the Rams are a big disappointment well, the, this year. Yeah, that's the Rams. That's a must win for the Rams. I know. Must win. But think about it. They traded away everybody that helped them out last year. Okay. Sue's not on the team. Mm-hmm. Peters is not on the team. Right. Um, the other cornerback they got rid of, mm-hmm. the Talib. Akib Talib, yeah, yep. he's gone. He's gone. The injuries have been stacking up and on they, offense. They, I don't know why. They paid this quarterback there. Jarrett Goff only got engineered three points in the Super Bowl. Couldn't do nothing. And gave him $100 million. Now, look, he's like, thanks. I'll mm-hmm. enjoy my house in Malibu. And I'll probably have a worse career than Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean McVay was really the mastermind behind that, I think. Yeah, and yeah. And now they've figured that fir- him out. They figured him out, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That first year, he league, had a great Yeah, league caught up to him, and now he can't make the adjustment. Gee, imagine that. Hey, and that's a great division. That is a tough, tough division for the next few years. Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. Help me out. Seahawks, Who are we just talking about? The Rams, Rams. Rams. There you go. That's a tough division. It's a yeah. lot of young talent. Garoppolo, Wilson, I, Kyler another, Murray, Carson. Another Lincoln. watchable game would be yeah, the, the Panthers at the Saints. Yep. Be, NFC uh, oh, South. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be another watchable NFC game. South. It's because the Saints, you know, they, they did take care of the Bucks last weekend. But, you know, the Panthers play a little bit better than the Bucks, And that quarterback for the Panthers is going to have to come back. And, yeah. Hey, five and five. Put up or shut up. Yeah, now. so this is it. I mean, we'll see what uh, happens in that game. I suspect the Saints uh, might. I don't know what win to the expect game. from the Panthers anymore. Yeah, like you just don't know what the outcome is ever going to be. Like mm-hmm. they only got one player on the team that's really, really good, and that's McCaffrey. And the quarterback is first year, so you can't really blame him on everything a lot, a lot of inconsistency yeah, yeah so, that's what the issue is inconsistency. inconsistency yeah and and the, they're playing down to their competition i mean you can't like we said nfc south anything could happen but to have a loss to the falcons and the bucks on the year they could be sitting at seven and three instead of five and five that's a whole lot different that's i mean like tough. i said uh, a few weeks ago it still looks like the super bowl is going to be patriots versus the packers Okay. Go ahead. Get your hotel reservations down South Beach. If you're a fan of both of those teams, go ahead and just those buy your, your tickets right now. That's it. I mean, and Packers, huh? That's it. So now we're going to put some English on the NBA. Yes, okay. my team. Yes. <laughs> At this point, 
The Lakers are 11 and two, and my mm-hmm. question is, how do they lose two? Because Sunday they won 122 and 100 to 101 in front of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and the King said after the game, "I'm just trying to put on a show for him and give him a reason to be like, okay, I'll we might to. come to another game." Mm. And the Lakers had a 25-point lead with three minutes to go in the first quarter. Who was this against? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, I was just saying. <laughs> it was against the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I mean, obviously they are not much of a challenge. But right. I don't see a real challenge to the Lakers right now. I think it's them and everybody else. They're doing really good. I... I think um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I've never been a LeBron fan. But, oh, geez. sacrilege! Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. okay. This, <laughs> but I a am a Lakers fan and I am a Kobe fan, so I had okay. to learn to love him. Okay. He's doing good. That's all I have to say. He's doing, doing good, huh? Doing He's doing great. Well. Okay. <laughs> He's doing great. <laughs> He's actually doing great. <laughs> triple doubles. Yeah. Three, three straight triple doubles early to start the year. I mean, it's fun. I mean, defense, dunks, Lakers at the top of the conference. Did you watch the alley hoop dunk he did in the first quarter? No. With like 20 seconds mm-hmm. into the game in front of Kobe? He was just pretty he was much showing, showing off. off. Yeah, I already know. Yeah. I would too. I'll be honest. He brought showtime. I, I really would. He brought showtime to the Lakers. He did. Uh, I, honestly, I, I've watched LeBron play a, a lot, and there are some times where it seemed like. You know, early days in Cleveland that he just couldn't get that mental edge, the eye of the tiger, to put that game away. He would play great for first three quarters and mm-hmm. then check out at the end because he would just, like, freeze up. I think he got that in South Beach. Oh, he, I think Dwayne Wade showed him South what's Beach. up. That's right. He showed him that killer instinct. He yep. showed him this is how you close. This, this is, is how, how you do it. Clutch up. Is how you hit that bucket. Yeah. Listen, and it's fun when you got the Lakers on one side at eleven and two, and the Celtics on the other side. Yeah. At eleven and one. This that shapes up for a great NBA year. That's yeah. like throwback. That's oh, classic. Yeah. yeah. This could be awesome. It, it wasn't I, looking too good for the Lakers. I'm pulling. Oh, actually, pulling for the Celtics to meet the Lakers in the end because I would like the NBA to have like a nostalgic resurgence. Because that would be great. You know, Larry Larry Bird might even come out and watch one of the games. <laughs> Who knows? You know, Kevin McHale yeah. siding or something hey, like it's that. It's fun when they're both good. Bill Russell might come on down What's to the game. Watch iconic it. franchises. Well, I mean, you know, the the Celtics have a long history of winning. Oh, yeah. And they both do. I don't want to see any more of it. <laughs> but they do have, like, some of the greatest players of all time. And you know it, it it was uh it's 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 fun to watch LeBron it is you know I mean going back to his Miami Heat days you know Ray Allen mm-hmm. drained this one corner shot three to win a finals game yeah. and you know after him after Ray Allen winning that series for the Heat and LeBron said okay it doesn't always have to be on me right you know. And if it, if I have to do it, I will. And he did a mm-hmm. couple times in that game, in that series. So He says it, that, but does he really mean that? He does. Trust me. He does. He learned how to win at this point. I think yeah. Miami, for his career, absolutely matured him. Yes. I mean, he needed he, that. He, yeah, he, did. he learned. He needed to leave home. Yep. He was at home in Akron for yeah. how long? I Never mean, went to college. You know, a, he stayed in Cleveland forever. Yep. I mean, That's true. 
that that move to Miami was great for him. You know, winning is is contagious, mm-hmm. but so is losing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So if you're in a losing situation, and for him to remove himself, learn how to win, go back and win it. You're talking about something that's never been done. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. I'll give him that, too. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Now, <laughs> now we can move on. Okay. <laughs> we can move on. We'll talk about something that really big happened in the world of sports uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, and really, over the it's been gaining steam over the last couple of years. And that is something near and dear to my heart is because I love America's uh, uh, teams that they play against the world with. And one of them that's been doing really well since 1999 is the u.s women's national soccer team now these these ladies these women have gone out there and they have dominated the world of soccer for the united states and but recently they have taken up the pledge to have equal pay as the men so i started to put some english on this and uh they protested in a manner that is trendy and ineffective. The re- results, uh, I'm, talk- I'm referring to Megan Rapino and her kneeling at the national anthem, something as a veteran I can't stand. So the results are that the European women, they just made a deal, okay, in the professional soccer league in Europe, and the players that they send towards the World Cup. The results are that European women will get a pay raise, but that does not include the North American women. That includes Canada as well. So even if they play abroad, which several players do, they uh, they don't get that raise. Uh, I suspect this agreement will be challenged by the union, but unless a few million people start attending the Women's Pro Soccer League, the ends will not justify the means. Is that why they aren't getting paid more? Because of the attendance? This is the attendance from SoccerAmerica.com. Okay? Wow. The National Women's Soccer League, which concluded its regular season on Saturday night, averaged 7,386 fans a game. Mm-hmm. And that broke the league record for average attendance in the season. Hmm. Just think about that for a second. 7,000 fans a game. That's like the coastal student body actually showing up to the football game. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <yeah. laughs> All right. The average of 7,386 represented a 23% increase over the previous high of 6,024 set in 2018. Now, I, I did put some English on this, okay? Because I wanted to see exactly what the differences were and and – you know, I'm all for the ladies. I already mentioned that before I even started this conversation. All right. And according to research from the BBC and Forbes magazine, Alex Morgan is the highest paid player in professional women's soccer. She makes $450,000 a year and is the highest paid athlete in her sport. All right. I just want to think about that for a second. The next highest paid player, I believe, was like, I don't know, like 300000 And she's from Brazil, and I forget her name. She's not American, so I didn't bother. Uh, but Amy Wallback made a lot of money. She doesn't play for the na- national team anymore because she's like 
37. I think I know who you're talking about. She yeah, had the yeah, short hair. She won the World Cup the mm-hmm. last time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not... Yes, I want to say the last time they played, she was in it, and that was her last uh, appearance for the national team. But uh, she's made quite a lot of money. Uh, comfortable living. $450,000 for Alex Morgan, though, is... I mean... That's more than doctors make, yeah. right? Unless they got some pharmaceutical deal on the side and it's all behind closed doors. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and then let's go to the men because this is where it gets kind of stupid. All right. Retarded. Sorry. This is. Didn't the, use the R word. Uh, Lionel, Lionel Messi, the forward for Barcelona, is the highest paid athlete in the world. Earning 111 million dollars and taking home 84 million million <laughs> in salary and winnings, and another 27 million in endorsements, uh, and that's according to Forbes magazine. Cristiano Ronaldo, another soccer player, player, is second, and Neymar is his name. He doesn't have a last name. He's also a soccer player. Is third. All soccer players. All right, these are all the highest paid athletes in the world. Are all soccer players? I hope all you kids are listening. Oh, yeah. Because I love Siki Sabalang and DZ Harmon, but there should be Americans playing soccer if this is the case. Mm. And we should be dominating the men's side of things in soccer as well as the four other major sports that we already do. So come Olympic times, we should be bringing home the gold and not watching. So anyway, I digress. The fourth highest played athlete in the world is a boxer. His name's Canelo Alvarez. The fifth is a tennis pro, Roger Federer. And then we get to the NFL with Russell Wilson at six. So, uh, you know, uh, there's millions of people that attend soccer games in Europe. And in in the pro league here in the United States, they have a huge attendance. It's huge. If you cannot pay somebody millions of dollars if 7,000 people are showing up to watch your game. I mean, if you paid them a dollar out of every person that came through the gate, that would be seven grand a game. Mm -hmm. It's just not possible for you to sit there and pay somebody $30 million a year if nobody's watching you. It just doesn't work like that. That's... That's the reality of it. So, uh, you know, I, I, you got any comments on that? You got anything you want to add to that? I, uh, I know there's like, been a lot of movement lately, you know, in the women's suffrage area, but there, it's just in this particular case, I just think that they went about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And really that's led, it was kind of distasteful what they did in this trendy manner that they protested and that's why the way they conducted themselves, they were really shoved out of this deal. I just feel I think like that had a part of it anyway. I just feel like it just it sucks because like if it's based off of attendance, like are they performing well enough? Like is that reason why they won't have attendance? Well, we all know like, that they could perform at a high level. Yeah, it's just like I don't I don't really get why. And even like I don't understand it pay. either. But I I just went into the economics of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know in baseball. They have 162 games, and mm-hmm. you get the Yankees, who have a high payroll, over a couple hundred million dollars a year. 
they have forty to fifty thousand fans at their game, home games, eighty two times a year. So okay. Now they also have a billion dollar company backing the Yankees. Correct. The Steinbrenners own twenty seven other companies, and one of them is a shipping company that's billions, mm-hmm. and they own the Yes Network that they just bought out for a controlling interest. That was one billion dollars they laid down, bam, to get the control back of the Yes Network. So it's not like, and the the women's soccer league, the pro soccer league, doesn't have that kind of financial backing. No, they don't. They just don't. And, you know, it's like the protest to me is a little bit unrealistic Mm -hmm. based off attendance. Now, if it was 100,000 people at the fans like a college football game for Clemson, like if we were going to the game and it was like a, it was a packed house like the volunteers got. Yeah. Uh, for Tennessee, where they sell out no matter how bad they are. Correct. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't understand that to be honest with you, because I like to watch, compet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, competition. But you know, this evidently is nothing else to do in Tennessee. So. <laughs> I just think it sucks. <laughs> I just I just want to know what they're gonna do about it, because it's. Just well, I mean, you, you got it. What you can do is, um renegotiate get the labor union involved try to get that part of the deal worked out so that they can get paid more when they play abroad mm-hmm. you know the but only when they're abroad like Correct. there are several team players that play for canada and the united states they mm-hmm. play for european teams so you know uh, that's about all all i can be able to say about that so i mean you got anything you want to add jersey i was just looking here just I don't know if it really compares the same, but I was trying to compare the WNBA and the NBA, that whole situation. So I was doing some research the other night, too, and the NBA actually helped fund the WNBA up until 2002 to get them on their feet as a league, help them out financially. Mm. Then recently, ESPN pays over around $25 million to broadcast some of the WNBA's games. Obviously, unfortunately, the players don't see most of that money. Right. But the salaries for the WNBA have capped out now at 110000 which obviously isn't a lot compared to the men's game, but, but it's far significant to what it was back in 2002 when they were on their own. So right. maybe an idea going forward for well, other leagues who are trying to involve women and get similar leagues going yeah. Yeah, to that, get that help from the men's league until they could get on their feet and create their own identity. That would be a good idea. Clever. yeah. Jersey Joe. And there you go. <laughs> All right, so we want to thank you for listening to Sports English, my 10th and final show of the semester. I want to thank all my family and friends for tuning into the show and for all their love and support. We will return next semester for another rendition of the show, depending on what Jersey Joe has planned for his show. Thank you to Professor Schumacher, JP, TJ, and Professor Ranta for their contributions to WCCU Radio. I would like to thank Ethan Howard, Maria Levanova, Alexandra Namofsky, and Mackenzie Gibbs for being a part of the show. Big thanks to the CSN broadcast crew and the Media Relations Department of CCU Athletics for assisting Sports English. Last but not least, I would like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for all the gifts he has given me in my life. I have cheated death many times, and I am still here because of his presence, which has the only thing 
that saved me from certain death. And we're thankful that you are. Thank you for the greatest gift of all, my daughter, Christy. She is everything to me, the joy of my life. Knowingly, she's named in your honor as she is the miracle of my life. You are listening to WCCU Radio, Coastal Carolina University Student Radio. So long, everyone, and thank you for listening. Start spreading the news.